You're listening to the Post Sunday. Post Sunday. Post Sunday podcast. Hosted every Wednesday at 9 a.m., where you can expect to hear commentary on the previous message and a book resource for further study. All for the edification of God's church and the expansion of the gospel. So grab your swim trunks, put on your goggles, because we're about to dive in. It was great watching Andrew say that for <laughs> the know, first time. I love that we always watch the person. Uh, How are you doing? You okay? Well, oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Some George Takai there. Well, Sum that up in one word. Cheesy. Cheesy. Mm, well, that feels good. I love it. Well, it was wel- Vel- Velveeta. <laughs> okay, now words. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> That welcome, real cheap stuff. Welcome to the Post Sunday podcast, uh, sponsored by Triggers by Sean. Opening a water bottle last week for all of you people who thought they were getting shocked by their in ears or their earbuds. Sorry about that. We won't have that today because Andrew's here, mm-hmm. or we might. Who knows? I don't have a water bottle, so. Would you like okay. one? No, thank you. Okay. Well, last week we had our first Sunday at two campuses, and it was an exciting week. We had about um, how many adults at Gloucester? 179. Nice. And then kids was like 20, 30? 20. That was awesome. So that's great, and we're excited to continue to press on together. Um, But Andrew, would you like to offer... So Andrew did Yorktown campus, Sean Brown did uh, Gloucester campus. So Andrew, would you like to offer what your bottom line was in your sermon? Well, I think verse 6 is the bottom line of Genesis 15, dealing with the idea that the gospel is justification by faith, not through works. It wasn't the works that saved Abraham, but it was the faith. And the Apostle Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 4. He also talks about it in Galatians 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, that's the kind of the crux was the whole idea of justification was by faith and that was kind of the anchor verse that I used while Sean was using justification by faith but then there is the work to be done Mm. afterwards right and I think that that was apropos for Gloucester would you like to add anything else to that Joey no no I mean that was a good summary of I mean both campuses so Pastor Sean's more anchor verse was the verse right before Andrews and so Andrews anchor verse verse 6 he believed the Lord and he, speaking of God, counted it to him, speaking of uh, Abram, uh, as righteousness, mm. uh, which Paul affirms in both Romans and Galatians. And uh, Pastor Sean kind of camped out a little bit on verse 5, where the Lord, it says that, uh, speaking of God, he brought him, uh, Abram, outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars if you're able to number them. Then he said to them, So shall your offspring be. And, uh, and there's certainly other places in Genesis that will be, uh, talking through, working through, that talks about stars in the sky, sand on the seashore, in regards to the uh, descendants of Abram, uh, who becomes Abraham, and so, uh, so justification was a big piece that, uh, and then Sean kind of took it from there to, the church has to be on the move. We have this promise, and uh, um, and we have this commission, and so uh, we're being obedient to, to the Great Commission, knowing that the Lord will continue to produce Abraham's offspring, spiritual offspring, as we faithfully herald the message of the gospel. So, Sorry, um, I was a little distracted. Yeah, you didn't hear anything. That's okay. That's okay. I was looking at the masterful adjustment of the 
music stand there. Our mic stand it was great. Yeah, Andrew. Nice. I had to move it and put my legs up at the same I was time. sitting at that one last week mm-hmm. and it eventually fell over and I had to hold it up the in, the entire podcast. Yeah, that would be kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So the question for today um, just is why is it important in today's culture that we're talking about what we're talking about in Abraham. So we're doing a study on Abraham and the seeds of faith and, and his life. Um, why is it important for today? Why we're talking about what we're talking about? Well, I think in wake of the tragedy in Florida with the 18 students being killed and teachers and, and just terrific there. I think everybody's kind of looking like, how are we going to fix hmm. what's going on? And the reality is, Christ is the only one who can fix the human heart. He's the only one that can save us. Um, we can people can point to guns, they can point to upbringing, they can point to divorce, they can I mean they can point to anything. Mm. But the reality is the condition of the human heart is what's to blame. And it's that we are sinful people um, and sin unchecked over time is always going to produce destruction and I think with this culture especially now is we need to say hey there is a hope but it's not based upon what you do or what somebody else does it's based upon Christ and the fact that he can justify change you and save you Mm. Um, and so you can have your crusades against whatever but the reality is it's until you invite Christ into your life to change and transform you, there's really no hope. Right. And that's the hope that we have, and that's the hope of the gospel. And so I think that it, we see this in Abraham's life at the very beginning in Genesis. And I, it, I mean, then that theme carries over in Romans, it carries over in Galatians. It's, it's the hope of the gospel. Hmm. Can you, can, let me piggyback off that a little bit. Because I think that's, um, especially where we are right now, that's that needs to be said and needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't want to move past it too quickly. But as we're engaging with people, especially especially in light of last week's tragedy, like, can you guys give us some handles on how do we, um, with the understanding that you know we're going through origin stories right now, right? The historical account mm-hmm. of, of yeah. our faith and how God's plan to convert the wicked hearts of men has been the same uh, and is the same today, and and it's only Christ Jesus who who changes changes hearts. And so, right. um, h- how do we have some conversational handles in a culture? that is pointing more toward the symptoms. Let's legislate this. Let's fix this. Let's, um, uh, all the, the remedies are pointing away from Christ, not to Christ. How can we, in a sympathetic way, take the faith that's once and for all delivered to the saints and engage a culture, uh, a godless culture, in a way that honors the Lord? I think in the in the middle of the tragedy in Florida, the number one movie this week was Black Panther. Everybody's looking for a hero. Everybody's looking for someone to deliver them. And it, they realize that they can't do it themselves. They're looking at who can help us. 
and we say Jesus and everyone goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and looks past him or looks over him yeah. or looks beyond him. And the reality is, no, no, it really is Jesus. Consider right. the claims of Christ. Consider who he is, what he's done, that he really is the remedy. But most people choose to ignore him and look to some fantasy type character or some external issue instead of taking personal responsibility for themselves right. and where they stand in their relationship with God. Mm. Yep. And the, I think one of the issues is the church doesn't believe it. It, it comes down to the sufficiency of Christ. Right. Like, do, do we as a church really believe that Christ is sufficient mm. for absolutely everything? And I don't think the church heralds that well enough. Like, it's almost as if we haven't completely bought into right. Christ is sufficient. Because we get sidetracked on... on um, uh, Little stuff, too. Yeah, or on the way that we offer him. Or it's Jesus plus, yeah, these other things mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I think um, the handle is, <clears throat> how do how do I personally deal with hearing the news of this in Florida? Um, How do I personally reconcile that with my faith? That's what I talk to someone about. You know, I, I handle it because I go to Christ because I know one, two, three, the story that comes to mind is um, the Amish community several years ago where this happened. And the gentleman went in and killed several of the students who were there. And Mm. the community actually forgave him forgave his family, um, reached out to them, showed them the love of Christ. And so the handle is going to be different if I'm talking to someone who was right there when it happened, yeah. someone who right. who was their child was a victim. You know, I mean, that's going to be a different conversation yeah. with all right. those people. But I think it all goes back to what you're saying is that um, Christ is sufficient to take care of this mm-hmm. in our own personal testimony of how he was sufficient in our life or citing a story yeah. like the one in Pennsylvania where he was sufficient for that community. Yeah. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. So he's still sufficient yep. today, even if our culture is far more gone than it was before. And right. and our, I think people try to find an answer, either theologically or psychologically, that they can give to these people, when in reality it's just just share Christ and what he's done for you, you know, and how he's sufficient for you and, and let that translate, let the Holy spirit do the translating, if you will. Right. We're thinking we can, we can offer something to help them in this. Like, okay, if I could just give them this, then they'll be better. That kind of thing. Like we think something needs to be more tangible. Yeah. Like Christ isn't tangible. That's not enough. enough. They might need something else or that might not be like, we've talked, we talked about before we started. It's like when, when you're faced with a loss, you either lean into Christ or you lean into yourself or to something else in the world. And, um, you know, I can, I can think of many people. And so you think of people in your own life who you know that have lost people. Like we were even talking this morning in prayer about Reuben, praying for him. And I'm thinking about when you lose friends and you lose loved ones, um, you are now met with, you have to make a decision. Do you now lean into Christ and the Lord and who he is and trust in his sovereignty? Or do you lean into yourself or to what others can offer you? And I think that's... But, I, you know, I don't know. I... Yeah, I yes, you want to lean into Christ, but I think that there's just when you've experienced loss, I think it's just emptiness mm. just fills you. It's there's no leaning, there's right. no moving. It's just a hole, and it stinks. 
and you feel alone and isolated. And I think the, it, I think that's the, I think that's the very first step before you lean, hmm. before you move, you, you, you say, I don't know what to do with this hole. And, um, and people can say, you know, we'll try this, try this, try right. this, or try Jesus. The, until the church believes the sufficiency of Christ, like Joy was saying, and demonstrates the sufficiency of Christ in their life with the love that they have, the generosity and the compassion, I think our <clears throat> unbelieving world is not going to experience hmm. Christ in a very tangible right. way. Yes. And so it, it, it comes down to of sitting with somebody who lost and not just say, you need to try Jesus. <laughs> and no, it's just sitting with them and right. weeping with them. Weep with those, mourn with those who mourn. And 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 looking and just, and, and at the point when then they're ready to move, mm-hmm. then coming to the point to say, hey, you know what? I lean towards Christ. And, and, and that, that's why I can sit here and embrace the 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 horrific misery that you're in hmm. because I love you because Christ is sufficient for me and I know that when you're ready he will be sufficient for you. Hmm. That's yeah. a good point. I think that's the tie back to what somebody asked, you know, how does this link to us studying the foundations of our faith, you know. So so what we're talking about, Abraham, right. people are dying in Florida. You know, some people might have that disconnect. Mm. And I think the connect is is that when we have a solid foundation knowing that going all the way back to Abraham, God has been faithful. Right. And God has done these things. That's what gives us in our solid footing. Yeah. yeah, in the midst of suffering and grief. And, and that's what we that. can lean on yeah. and say, okay, so now I'm going to be strong in my faith to sit here with my brother or sister who is hurting right. and just cry with them right. because I know that my faith is solid. It goes all the way back here. Right. And that's where I think we get mm. our strength and our, our foundation. So it's a really good point you're making. Essentially is the church itself can, when someone has lost, think, well, we, let's just reach out to them. Let's try to let's give them some resources and stuff rather than like you guys are saying, sometimes or most often than not, we just need to sit and be with them and mourn with them. Well, and not and not think that it's going to be a quick fix. Mm. Give them a Bible verse. Now you're all better, right? <laughs> because mm. it, it's no, no, it, it, it's it's looking at them and saying, <laughs> I hope it's a little worse tomorrow. And mm. then the next day, I hope it's a little worse. I remember reading a uh, article um, about a woman whose husband came in and killed every single one of her children and then killed himself. And every day she wanted to kill herself, but she said, if it's worse tomorrow, then maybe I will. And she had a friend that would come over consistently every Mm. day. And every day she said, it was a little bit better because I had a friend coming to check on me. And, and ultimately, she came to know Christ as a result of that mm. because the friend every day was reaching out to her, coming over and saying, I know it's awful, but my prayer for you is that it's a little less awful today. Mm. And I think that that's, that's the journey of walking with people. I think we want this quick fix, press right. a law, um, march against this, and, and then it'll fix everything. And the reality is, is no, the 
human heart condition is a lot more complex and right. broken than we really and the process of Christ coming is 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 a very long um, process for right. us, but for Christ, it's that it's that process of working in their life, and I think that's part of our sanctification process of sitting with them, mm. Romans eight twenty nine, and it's also part of their coming to Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit working in their lives. Yeah. So, what would you describe as? what gives a person the perseverance to number one walk through it and number two walk through it with somebody what gives Mm -hmm. that perseverance to go back day after day and to take it one day at a time what's what i think what joey said the sufficiency of christ if i really believe that christ is enough for me then he's going to be enough for you yeah and he's going to be enough for joel and he's going to be enough for joey he's going to be enough for anyone yep and and because i know that christ makes the difference And so that's, I think that's kind of that piece of Joey going back to what he said, that we have to believe that Christ is enough. And it comes back to us when we're healthy and we haven't experienced loss, is Christ enough? And if Christ is enough today for me, then he's going to be enough for me tomorrow and the next day and the next day. But it all began, like you said, with Abraham. And you have that God justified him by his faith wasn't by his works and then you see this life of faith that's being lived out not fear Mm -hmm. not tragedy not fighting not and you see this graciousness that comes and you see this transformation of this man and i think that that's that's the beauty of the gospel because Mm. over time it starts to transform us Mm. i sat with a man um a few weeks back who uh, lost his wife of 20 years to cancer and has since then experienced a lot of other tragedies and uh, uh, and we were just having coffee and he wanted to share a story with me and in the middle of listening to it um, I just asked him hey can I can I ask you the dumb question uh, how is it that you maintain a God-centered perspective in the midst of grief in the midst of all your suffering and uh, from memory, his only answer to me was, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that's to be revealed. Mm. Mm. And he said, for me to suffer this side of eternity is for me to be more closely identified with my suffering Savior. Mm. And uh, and I, I just... I felt like he should have been crying. I was crying <laughs> when he, you know, he told me that just because the Lord used it to, to minister to me. And mm. uh, uh, and he, he looked at his present sufferings as, um, man, this is me being more like my Savior. Right. And uh, I'm getting something so much better yep. so soon. Yep. And uh, the Lord could have not saved me and I would be destined for an eternal hell. Mm. But he saved me, and so what do I? You know, he even yeah. told me, "What do I have to complain about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's what's going so so bad in my life?" And um, just that perspective—that's <coughs> a that's a gift from God. Yeah, Andrew, you were talking about it this morning in staff meeting. You said you encouraged the staff to take people on, like they're whether they were counseling them or, or um, discipling their leaders or people within their. Uh, ministry take them to full circle ministries and get perspective and i think that's i think that's another thing that applies to today's issue is 
You have to give a bit of what Full Circle Ministries is. Full Circle Ministries is, Andrew, you explain it. It was because you don't know. You weren't listening. <laughs> I, I was listening. Okay, Full Circle Ministries. Our church has a feeding ministry for the working poor and their families. Um, every Monday at Parkview Baptist Church, which is off Jefferson, down in Newport News. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great church. We partner with them, and we do a meal. Alexis Ferrant, uh, Joy Cartwright. Uh, Donna Davis, some other uh, other other women and uh, men, and they do lunch from twelve to one thirty there. And they they said we have plenty of people cooking, we have plenty of people helping and serving. We just need people to sit and have conversations mm. while the people are eating. And they're just looking for people to talk with. Mm. And uh, so I mean anybody can sit down and share right. a smile and get some perspective by listening to their stories and some of the stories are just um almost unbelievable right you're like wow and um and so i just encouraged everybody i said take whoever you're discipling go down there and eat um go down there with uh, you know to, to just serve and see what conversation god has for you and i, I think that that's pertinent to our to what's going on in our culture and pertinent to the, the sermon series it's perspective when we gain perspective, like you were talking about, Joey, I mean, I would have been floored if I was sitting with that guy. Just that's perspective. That's seeing the sufficiency of Christ and then looking at the rest of your life through that. And I mean, there, many of us wish we could be like that in, in all circumstances, but sometimes we don't have that perspective. And so, um, but with that, we're actually going to take our break and then we're going to go to our book resource in a second. So. You've been listening to Coastal Community Church's post-Sunday podcast. We're located at 101 Village Avenue with service times on Sundays at 8 o'clock, 9.30, and 11 a.m. Come check us out this weekend. All right, and we are back. For the intermission piece, can you do like do a little beatboxing real quick? You want me to beatbox yeah, yeah, yeah. and that be the intermission? The inter- yeah, 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 go ahead. Because I'm not going to do that. I'm do just going right to have now. it for right now. Just go ahead and do what it. What do you want me to do? Your beatbox. Go ahead. Yeah. I think that should be like the intro. <laughs> that should be like, Welcome to the intro. Your mission. That you wasn't me to do. Yeah, I'll do that. That's for you. talent, man. That takes some talent. I was in an acapella group. That was my job. Yeah. Can you freestyle? Watch out, uh, gosh, no. I I could when I was better with my rapping. We, we, you Did remember you in college, team? I rap. We won a rap competition. You did win a rap competition. A three white guys won. What'd you say? Ruin one. We ruined our rap competition. Give us a few That's lines, man. Like. Uh, Drop a few bars. Is that what they say? So when we, so my, so we took a rap that we did for InterVarsity as like an announcement, like, hey, discipleship, affinity groups, prayer. These are things you can do. And we all had a part that we would rap. And mine was affinity groups. And um, I was give like, give it to us. Give it to a us. A stands for affinity groups. And you know, they beat good like the Campbell's soup. And every day I walk on campus, I go hard. It's what I do. I'm Travis Barker level, man. Like I'm a Binkle lady too. Woo. This world can be something like a zoo, but we're called to walk, be like Christ Jesus. Yo, and do what he do. That means to minister to all, including the broken, the parks, the if you got, if you ain't got nothing to say, then there's nothing to dispute. It's the truth. Yeah, man, it's clean, plain and simple. We're, and it's, I forget the rest, but yeah. What <laughs> in yeah. the world? And that's what we did. And we, did you write that? Yeah. You should copyright that, man. 
We just yeah. put that in one of the courses that we sing on. Uh, you want me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> like you need like a breakout. Well, so like my rap name was Sunshine, and <laughs> so jo- Joanna will make fun of me because in my journal I sign off my journal entries like like I'm going to be famous for my sunshine. journals, and I write Sunshine and then my signature and stuff. So. I love that you sign off in your own personal journals <laughs> that no one reads. It's Dear like I'm God. practicing my uh, my, my signature just in case I become famous. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Okay, well, book resource. When you finish praying, do you? In- do I go sunshine out? Lord. Sunshine <laughs> out. Oh my gosh! So, what do you got for us, Joe? It's your turn to do things. Um, I'm uh, so the book I'm going to recommend is a book called. So, both campuses, the sermons focused a lot on the gospel and our com- uh, commission as believers to um, to be obedient and to open our mouths and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so in order to do that, we need to have a clear understanding of what the gospel is. And so there's an excellent book, hundred pages, 115 pages, somewhere around there. You can read it in the afternoon. It's called what is the gospel? Mm. Who's it by? Greg Gilbert. Greg Gilbert. He is the the senior pastor of third Avenue Baptist church in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. Say that again. Say uh, Louisville again. I like Louisville. Louisville. I like That's that. how they say it there. Louisville. I just like hearing you say That's it. That's how I fit in when I go there. <laughs> I can say I'm it right. I'm there three weeks out of the year, so. I can say it right, guys. I was like, hey, guys, any good any good places to eat in Louisville? And they're like, <laughs> they kicked me out the first time. The first time they said, get out of the city until you learn how get out of the city. to nice. say the name of the city. Um, so Louisville. Louisville. Nice. So what is the gospel by Greg Gilbert? Greg Gilbert. Senior pastor, Third Avenue Baptist Church. Sweet. Senior pastor at Al Moeller's church. That's the, hmm. the church Al Moeller, president of Southern Seminary, attends. Little tidbit, little fun fact for those of you that care. <laughs> he also only sleeps three hours a night. Three to four hours a night. That's insane. He sleeps. He's so lucky. No. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> You, you, just you have a fantasy that if you could give up sleep, you absolutely she, would. You know what book she needs to read? To work days. She needs to read Reset. <laughs> she has that book I have now. It. I have you read it recommend. yet? I have. I just got it last week. Mm-hmm. That's a book I'll recommend at a later date when it's relevant. But we will. You and I will always recommend that book. It's a great book. Excellent book. Excellent book. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, guys, for listening in. If you guys ever have any questions, just submit them to sermon questions at getinfo at gocoastal.org. Man, every time I can't. That's probably get yeah. That's probably why we never never get like a ton of questions. Yeah. Like, I'm always expecting we'll get like 10, but... I mean, some weeks we sift through thousands and thousands, thousands of And I think questions. that's the week that I get it right. It's yeah. sermon questions at yeah. gocoastal.org. Yeah. When you, you don't go. get it right, we just have one question. It's, when yeah. you get it right, thousands of questions. That's the difference. Thousands. Big difference. Yeah. yeah. A multitude, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have any other questions, like, where's Andrew right now? Because he's not here anymore. He said what he had to say, and and then he was raptured. He literally dropped. He was the mic raptured, and I said, "I just bought that." That's what he did. He was raptured, and we're, we were left. What behind. is that? And if you're listening to this podcast, you were left behind. You were left behind a day ago. You, yes, yes. This is Tuesday. You'll be hearing this on Wednesday. You've been left behind. So what are you doing? That's pick funny. Up, <laughs> on that, pick note. up your left behind books. Figure out what it is you did wrong. Kurt Cameron's not coming for you guys. Or Nicholas Cage, isn't he the new one now? Nicholas Cage is, is the new, new one. one. Yeah, he's Raymond Steele. Right? Oh, that's right. He's Nick Raymond. Cage is Raymond Steele. He's the one Buck on the plane. Williams was Kurt Cameron. Oh my yeah. gosh. Who's Buck Williams in the, in the new Cage. one? I can't remember. He's that guy off One Tree Hill. 
people have literally stopped paying attention. Now. They're like, they're like, they've turned off the podcast. They're looking right now at the time signature <laughs> and seeing how long it is till the end. Going, I'm pretty sure they're not going to wrap it up with something good. So listen, I'm just you turn won't it off be now. disappointed if you check out Nick Cage and Left Behind. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said that about any Nick Cage movie. <laughs> said Trust no me, one ever. I don't think you'll be the disappointed. Bees, the bees. <laughs> no, not the bees. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Hey, if you haven't seen Black Panther, though, it's a good movie. Oh, That's my plug. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for listening in. See ya.